This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back. Listening to Militantly Mixed. I would like to acknowledge that the Militantly Mixed podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Karankawa people, and I wish to pay my respects to the people of that nation, both past and present. Hey y'all, welcome to Militantly Mixed, the podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your host, Charmaine Fury, the busiest mixed race by gender, bisexual, polyamorous, atheist, comic book nerd, cat mom, and two-time Asian American Podcasters Association's Golden Crane Award-winning podcaster in this podcasting game. This is episode 154, and on this episode, I'm going to be sharing just a, a short conversation with myself and Sarah Lotus from the Mixed Bloom Room. Sarah Lotus is a mixed race life coach, and she has a program called the Mixed Bloom Room in which you and a cohort of other mixed people work together and individually on um, various aspects of mixedness. It's basically a program that helps you be your mixed-ass self. <laughs> it provides you with tools to um, cope and maneuver spaces as your mixed full self or investigate aspects of your mixedness that you might be struggling with that you kind of need help, external help to um, identify and and use tools to, to operate through, get through. Um, it's a safe space platform uh, you do work with, you have individual sections, sessions every week, and you have uh, group sessions every week. And I participated in this program two years ago. It has since evolved quite a bit. There's also a section now on healing colorism that um, didn't exist when I was in the program. But um, I still, to this day, use a lot of the tools that I learned in that program. I've also talked to other people who listen to militantly mix who heard about the program through the show reach out to me and be like I tried the program and you know like I'm so glad to have heard about it on militantly mix um so I definitely highly recommend it so I brought Sarah back so we could talk about what the program's like now so that y'all can hear it and if you are able to do this I absolutely recommend because in your life as mixed people you're not going to find yourself in many spaces in which you are surrounded by mixed people or that you're all in a safe space to talk about your mixedness without an outside influence. And while, you know, Militantly Mixed provides that to a degree in certain areas and other podcasts and other mixed race content probably does, um, the benefit of Mixed Bloom Room is that you get to um, curate your own, deal with your own aspects of mixedness through the program and the tools you provide that, that Sarah provides. Uh, so it's amazing. So I'm going to be sharing that conversation with you all here shortly. And I did actually have something else planned, a, a hybrid episode um, where I was going to be talking about something else and the Mixed Bloom Room. Uh, but I think I kind of want to scrap that for now. And maybe I'll just talk about stuff that stuff on a future episode um, because I just want to share about the Mixed Bloom Room today. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to remind y'all that Militantly Mix is a fan-sponsored podcast, and it's with the support of listeners that I'm able to even keep this show going. Uh, you can sponsor on Patreon at patreon.com slash militantlymixed for as low as a dollar to as high as anything you wish, and there are different reward levels depending on what you choose. 
If you choose the $5 level, however, you will have access to video versions of the episodes that I post. I try to post a week early. I just realized that I haven't posted last week's episode yet, and I do have the video for that, so I'm going to get that up. Uh, hopefully in time. But you get access to the video versions of the $5 level, and that will give you a chance to see what it looks like when I interview a guest for the show. And shout out today to Shannon, our most recent Patreon sponsor, who did join at the $5 level specifically for the video access to the podcast. They had posted on a military, not on Militantly Mixed, but on a different mixed race group about how they struggle with listening to podcasts because of not being able to connect to the voices because you can't see the people. And perhaps there's also some overlap in voices or hard to distinguish voices from each other. And so it's better for them to have access through video. And I got tagged in it. And so they joined to be able to watch the video episodes of the show. So shout out to Shannon for that. Well, I guess I'm now I just realized I'm shouting them out on the audio podcast that they're not going to be listening to. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll send them a note. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you would like to sponsor the show, you can go to patreon.com slash mix and sponsor the show as low as a dollar to as high as anything you wish. And um, all that money goes back into keeping the show going. If you'd like to support the show, but you don't want to commit to a annual or monthly sponsorship, you can just go to paypal.me slash mix and drop some coins in the tip jar that way. I have heard from a few people that they um, have wanted to sponsor through um, the the tip jar version, but they, they don't like to use PayPal and have asked for Venmos um, or Cash Apps. Venmo and PayPal is the same company. It's just a different app. So um, for those of you who want my Venmo, I don't have a Venmo for the show. I have a personal Venmo, but um, you can't have a personal... You can't have multiple Venmos. I think you're allowed now to have one business Venmo and one personal. But um, I have a, a Venmo for my mask making, so I can't have two of those. I could set up a cash app, I believe, because I do have a cash app for myself and a cash app for Blurred Comics. If it'll let me do three on one phone, then I will try to do one for Military Mix in case you want to drop some coins in the tip jar that way. Um, but yeah. For those of you that want to, to support the show differently from PayPal, uh, Cash App would be that way or Patreon would be that way. And for now, I don't have a Cash App for the show, but I'll report back if I get one. And then lastly, I mentioned last week that I started a, a new thing with Militant Mix that I really hope takes on soon, and that is Pod Inbox. Pod Inbox, you can go directly to the website, podinbox.com slash militantlymixed and leave a voicemail for the show. I have four different inboxes to choose from. One is just a general box. So if you have any questions or comments or anything about the show, if you want to do a review even, um, you can send that voicemail directly through the website and it'll come directly to me. Or you can um, pick one of the other inboxes. One is Ask Charmaine Anything because I do get a lot of personal questions from time to time. And if it feels like something I'm comfortable answering, I will play it on the show and answer it. Uh, the other is Ask for Advice, which will allow you an opportunity to share something you're going through in terms of your own mixedness and or a situation or scenario that you've experienced if you just want to see how other people would handle it or anything like that as it relates to your mixedness. You can leave that message, I'll play it on the show, and then in subsequent episodes as people respond back, I can play those messages as well. This will allow for more community involvement for those of you who don't participate on the Facebook private group. 
So if you're a listener, you're not into Facebook, I completely understand that. I actually only keep the Facebook because of the social media aspects of it for the shows. Um, But if you're not on Facebook and you still would like community involvement, this is one way to be able to get that. Of course, it will be delayed because I'll play your message and then I'll play their answers later. But it's just one level of engaging in the show that's different than how people are currently engaging, which is mostly email and sliding into the Instagram DMs. So I really hope it takes off. I've always wanted a call-in version of the show. I used to pay for a Skype phone number, but I'd only get a call like once every six months. So I ended up letting that go. Um, I've even tried to have people just send me voicemails over the email. And that's hit or miss too. And Sometimes your file is too big and it's difficult. So this is a service to allow people to call into the show directly through the website. They just click the link, press record, and it'll send it directly to me. I think it'll be cool. I heard about it on another podcast, so I want to give it a try for a couple months and see if it takes off. If it does take off, I'll keep it going. Um, So yeah, I don't have a voicemail yet, so you can still be the first one if you want to. Leave me a message. (laughs) And yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming back to the podcast our cousin and my fellow mixed auntie, Sarah Lotus from the Mixed Bloom Room. I imagine it would because I was a part of your pilot, right? So, mm-hmm. th- so things have changed quite a bit. But and it's for me, it's changed. been about two years. So, what is yeah. it? Well, now there's um, there's sort of a more cl- a, a clear beginning, middle, and end, right? Mm. And we also I also created a super safe framework for um for getting clarity and accepting privileges, Mm. which is, you know, that's a soft spot for mixed folks Yeah, in regards to colorism and, um, that, um, that part of our, um, stories quite often the privileges is mixed with pains. Right. Right. So, um, that's one of the things that has really enhanced the course since I, since I started it. And, you know, um, Dr. Sarah Webb does a workshop on colorism mm-hmm. at week four, and she's with healing colorism. So the approach is very, you know, pain privileges type of, type mm. of approach. And um, it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot, also there's a lot more focus on moving forward and a ton of tools. That's good. So I, I say this when, when I do tell people about it, that I still use some of the tools that I got out of your program. And like, I don't recall like the naming function or whatever. I just know that when I'm doing it, like this is my Sarah moment or or whatever, like this is something. And sometimes it literally just is like you in my head going and why, why does that matter? You know, like, like there was seriously times when I'm totally messing up the context, but like there was seriously times when I was like, like, I think I'm supposed to, I remember doing this a lot with you. Like, I think I'm supposed to be, 
like something about like my my anger at the time had a lot to do with like the whiteness side you know mm-hmm. of, of my personal family and trying to reconcile certain things but also thinking like am I supposed to cape as hard for like the white Britishness as I do for the other stuff and and me feeling a kind of way about it and and there was just times when you would be like seriously like and why does that matter like seriously like you you don't have to stress out about this thing and it wasn't dismissive and it wasn't saying this is not an this is not an issue like it was just specifically saying like you got to figure out why this matters so much so that you can move on like so you can correct it because I was letting it I didn't realize I was letting that thing bother me so much honestly I didn't realize it until I got into your program like Mm -hmm. I said like I think this is what I want to work on Mm -hmm. because I was just trying to find something to work on you know I didn't really know what I was getting into um besides that I wanted to participate and then as I got in I just like every week I was like I didn't expect this to actually like open up a whole bunch of stuff and every time it was like okay whoop, whoop, we discovered something yeah Why does this matter trace it figure it out move forward so sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes the tool really is just hearing you your voice say like and why does that matter <laughs> that's awesome I love that <laughs> I have a couple parent clients that basically just have like a mini me on their shoulder. Right. Yeah. It's just like your little, your little Sarah like, Lotus. Stop just, just like doing that. Like, <laughs> interrogate that a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Interrogate it a little deeper for real. Yeah. There's just like, what was it? WW? What would be like, what would Sarah Lotus say? Like, what would Sarah Lotus tell you to awesome. stop doing that. to your brain right now? <laughs> Wait. So you have a new, um, cohort is that the right I've been calling it a cohort because I guess the like how my work always has been I've always been cohorts of things you're starting mm-hmm. a new session well cohort session course run group yeah mm-hmm. on February 7th it starts February 7th what is I guess what is the pitch now versus I guess what it was when when I when I was like what do you tell mixed people is the reason why they should do the program well you know what here's the deal I don't really tell people why they should do the program <laughs> I just put a lot of my testimonials out there that's true I see a lot of testimonials. the testimonials like I write them I put them out in full because I want it's important I think mm-hmm. because actually writing a testimonial is part of us the process the healing right. process and getting um you know a good summation of what happened um, so I put them out in full. That's really important to me. I cherish those. They're, they're really, um, beautiful and mm-hmm. vulnerable. Um, so I don't really tell people why they should take the course. Um, I try to just put the testimonials out there now and I have a lot of them. So, you know, the proof is in the pudding mm-hmm. and I do just try to talk about what, what you can what you'll be doing in the course, mm. what the process is. And the target still kind of being like, well, when I was, when I joined, it was from at least the program that I did. Cause I know you had a couple at the time was very mm-hmm. much like mixed race confident. Like you were building your confidence toolbox in just existing Absolutely. as a mixed person. So the, okay. I guess like the gig is like, uh, let's get your mixed self sorted. So you <laughs> can just go about your business. Right. Right. Because we have so many other things going on, so many different aspects of our identity 
And there is so much of what I call mixed chatter that like really get, it takes so much energy and yeah. it takes away from like just doing all the other stuff, exploring all the other aspects of yourself, you know? Right. Um, so that is one of the, that is one of my missions is I, to alleviate that, um, give you a confidence and calm calm yeah. about your identity. Yeah. So that you can just like go about your business, you know, kick an ass. There were some times too. And, you know, I've talked about this on the show and like in other, uh, other situations too, where I'm like, you know, and I said it to you where when, when we first talked about like piloting, I was excited to just try, I was like, I've never done anything that mm -hmm. like it besides the show that like where mixedness was centered in some kind of yeah. way. So I was like, I was going to say yes to participate, like no matter what, but I also thought like I was helping you out because in my head at the time, I was like, I'm fine. I, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm doing my mixed race podcast. I'm fine. Like, so what? Somebody will invalidate me on the on occasion. Totally fine. Not dealing yeah. with problems. And yeah. then once, like, once I saw your first, like your opening questionnaire thing to kind of engage in, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Wait. Um, I was like, this is hold on. I was like, she's gonna mess me up. Um, and and it was like there was something, and I always say that like she she's gonna mess me up. I don't mean it in a bad way. I totally mean yeah, it. It's just like a I'm gonna get into it. Like this is yeah. we're actually gonna be getting into it. And yeah. then and for me, I, I had a, a my cohort we had overlap. So there was there it just so happened to be some shared experience stuff that really yeah that was helped. really really lucky. I mean, yeah. the truth is is that there are people from all over the world. And all different mixes. Mm -hmm. And there is so much overlap. There really is. That every group is has a, you know, it's very impactful because um, the community bond that's formed is really intense. Yeah. Uh, even if your mixes aren't the same or you yeah. don't come from the same country. There's so much overlap in the experiences that um, it's really powerful. It's funny because in the early days of Militantly Mix, I was hearing, I was getting responses that said, like, I, I really only listen to the episodes that have to do with and then fill in the blank mix, mm -hmm. right? Because they mm -hmm. were feeling like that. And then I would respond back, like, that's great that you're finding something to connect to. But I do recommend checking out the other ones because you'd be surprised. Like, I'm learning it too myself in the process yeah. that I actually have way more in common with mixed people generally than necessarily people of my same mix. Mm -hmm. So, um, so there are times, you know, and I don't meet the, I don't often meet black Japanese Brits that I'm not related to, um, but the occasional will be like black Japanese or, you know, Japanese white or black and white or, you know, whatever. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I can pick them out, but there are times when I just, I, I took like the first four or five months of the show where I realized I was like, oh, wow, I actually, they can be from Madagascar. They could be from England. They could be yeah. from Ohio. And Absolutely. we have this very similar, um, experience of just like people not getting what our deal is mm -hmm. but what i think your program would do to, for folks that haven't taken it yet and what maybe militantly mixed does just and hopefully people listening is that they realize how much crossover we have in experience that it really doesn't matter fill in the blank mix it really could just be you have one side of the family that's accepting and one side of the family that's mm -hmm. not that's not exclusively Asian, exclusively yeah. Latin, exclusively black, you know, it's, it's not any of these things. So, um, and there is somebody 
that I know through the show who has participated in your program, whose name I won't drop, but from what they've said when we had our like shared experience conversation mm -hmm. of like, oh, you did Sarah's program. I did Sarah's program too, kind of a thing. That person was saying that they thought they were claiming their mixedness generally. Like, you know, they're like, you know, I'm, I'm a mixed person. You know, I, I have a one parent that's this and one parent that. Like they thought they were doing it, but didn't realize how much they weren't claiming their mixedness until they kind of got into your program. I, I remember having that conversation after because uh, I had talked about it during the um, early days of COVID when we were doing the social distancing hangouts. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know, now you actually probably have the time right now if you want to get into doing this program. Sure. And um, and they they got through. And I would get these text messages while they were going through it of just like, Maine, I can't talk today. <laughs> And I remember I that experience. The first like half is like, because um, now it's 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. And okay. the first half is is like, you know, lots of looking around. Whittling it down, Ooh, yeah. Lots of looking around and getting to know yourself. And I think like, you know, yes, we can be standing in our mixedness. Yes, we can be confident and feel good. But have we ever sat down and like talked about it in a safe right. environment? And, you know, like a totally safe environment right. um, in a structured way with a beginning, a middle and an end, you know, with the intention of an end result. Has that, you know, how often do we Where do that? Where has that been available? Yeah. It's not been available. And, you know, all, none of my clients have ever sat in a space and just talked about their mixed experience. Right. Like none, unless they've been on your show, Charmaine. <laughs> but even that, that's like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, right? Which, yeah. yeah, safe space and things like that too. But when you're in a one-on-one -on -one conversation or you're talking and and then one random person pops in and goes, oh my God, you know, yeah, like, it, and then you realize like you're all experiencing something. That feeling is so different. Um, when it I've is. had Zoom calls too, like for the social distancing hangouts mm -hmm. in the beginning, when there was like 10 or 15 people, it was so gratifying, like to see that many mixed faces, but also yeah. to like realize how how much you had in common. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, different than therapy. You know, obviously, you're not a therapist not or a, a counselor. Yeah. Um, but in the in the coaching space that that you're in, there is a lot of therapy that's happening. Just accidental therapy. I think the same thing Healing. happens when people yeah. are being on the show, right? They, yeah. They're just getting something out that they hadn't got out. It's a safe space and everything like that. But what doesn't happen in therapy for most of us is being able to talk without having a pause, explanatory comma. Okay, yeah. come back. Keep going through the thing. Oh, wait, you don't get this too? Explanatory comma. And so like, Therapy is even not necessarily a space, a safe space all the time to deal with your mixed race issues because yeah. you're talking to a monoracial person or you're talking to a person that's not even from any of your cultural intersections. Mm -hmm. And it's just exhausting. And I'm only realizing that. Well, I guess I always thought that, but I'm realizing it more so now because I have a black queer woman therapist and I only have to explain Japanese stuff. <laughs> You know, like it's so much easier to not yeah. have to do both things. And and but also, even as I have to stop and explain the Japanese stuff, it's not like an assumption first. And then I'd have to be like, no, 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 that's not it. It's actually this. In her case, she'll stop and go. And is that a cultural thing or is that just something that you're assigning to your own nice. Japanese-ness? And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, you know, like that the way that she asked that question. So I think 
in terms of there being a safe space to talk about your mixedness, your program is probably, well, definitely the first experience, but probably the only in a, in a while that someone might have um, to be able to do that in a group setting without having to really expect that anytime someone's just going to turn around and be like, no, that doesn't. Oh yeah. I mean, in fact, in the group, and I think I, we talked about this the other day. I, I have now sort of a guideline that, you know, it's not about advice, that the group is really just a place to share right. and witness and affirm. And that that's it. Yeah. Right? And like, that's I don't great. need to do any coaching. Yeah, it's really, it's really great to be able to just share and know nobody, you know, you're not going to have to give any um, caveat. You're not going to have to explain anything. You, no one's going to try to talk you out or minimize or anything like that. You know, you just get to talk about what's going on in relationship to the course. So yeah, yeah it's really cool. And you could actually probably get through your hour conversation without having to stop and explain most of it so that only five yeah, minutes of it was totally. fruitful. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think the program and, and even though for me, it's been a couple of years and, and the program has evolved since then, I would still say that, I'm walking around thinking about it often. It comes up cool. or even like if I get, so you remember how I was described? Well, maybe you don't, uh, you might. Yeah, whatever. So one of your exercises was describing your own blue room, bloom room, uh -huh. right? Where uh -huh. you would kind yeah, of I envision yours. it. And mine love um, yours. is like, so for people, and I don't mind sharing it for the thing, but from mine was like the way the old, you know, aristocracy, British aristocracy houses have those, walls that are just filled with paintings and things that are gold like all the way up mine was always doing that but it was like black art brown art indigenous art stuff like that and so every comic. now and then the comic book stuff like all yeah. all of the things that kind of give me joy or anything that i can hybrid together for my mm -hmm. cultures and um every time i pick up a new piece i like visualize putting it up Do which you? i like i didn't I, I don't think i ever told you that actually so like i'll get this thing so right now um, there's a there's a comic book artist. So happy. So happy. There's a comic book artist named Chuck Patton who's been in the business forever. He and I used to go to the same comic book shop in LA, and now we're friends. I call him Uncle Chuck. Oh, cool. um, he he drew a um, a sketch, a pencil sketch for me of Bumblebee, which is a black woman character from the DC universe. Mm -hmm. um, she hasn't been out in a while, but she's starting to kind of people are starting to remember she exists and stuff like that. So he drew a sketch of that for me, and I'm getting it framed right now. And then I've just like, while I was at the frame shop thinking about like when I have it, cause it's in this like glass with a very small silver mount. So it'll project from the wall. I was actually picturing like hanging it up behind me and watching the, the wall rotate okay. up so that I could put it at like, you know, <laughs> that, the rotating wall, but wasn't it, isn't it also round? Well, it was just, I was imagining like being in like one of those curved. really big rooms, you yeah. know, like one of those, um, you know, like when they had entertainment back in, in that Regency period or whatever, yeah. they yeah, would basically yeah, yeah, just yeah. be in one room and the paintings would be all over the place. So it yeah. it was basically an ever expanding. I could, I could mm -hmm. always grow it. Um, yeah. And, and for, and for me, that's what my bloom room was like. So like, I, I actually do still mentally check into my that's really good room um despite the fact that it's been two years and mm -hmm. and I hadn't yeah. actually shared that with you so yeah thank you for sharing that <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that it makes me really happy yeah the bloom room <clears throat> I mean I don't think people realize that that's basically the premise mm -hmm. 
of the whole thing is that you leave with an internal space that is dedicated to censoring your mixedness and dedicated to um, having the tools uh, for, for, you know, growth. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's what that, so everyone has a bloom room when they leave, they have a bloom room and probably not enough people know that, but. That's, and you and you don't dictate what that's like me. though. You you gave you give complete rain. You're like imagine your own personal space. Oh yeah, there's and... no some people it's just a color, some people it's just an energy. You know, it really depends on how your brain works, right? Mm-hmm. So for some people, you know, you know, they just have a like a like a color and a vibe and that's that's enough. That's cool. Um yeah, there's no I don't even know most of most of the what they look like because mm. Also, it's one of those things you can't really, I think of them as like how you can't really get into somebody else's dream. Right. They can describe it to you, but you can't ever really know. Yeah. Um, you know, what it looks like in someone else's dream. I think that's what the bloom rooms are like. Yeah. I like my little space. I I, I walk into it like a, like Neo picking guns in the Matrix when he just walks into the white room and it just loads. I'm just like, it's bloom room time painting black art brown art you know just like all over the so awesome um so that's good for me uh but why don't you give everybody the details so that they can sign up for the seven uh yeah okay well let me just give some some like what what you do it's it's 10 weeks it's a 10 week course yes and there is an individual session with me in the beginning of the week and then you have explorations that you do through the week which are basically just paying attention to what's going on in your mind and then jotting down your findings, excuse me. And then, um, you have a group session on the weekend. So individual session with me, explorations, and then the group session on the weekend. Um, and that's how, that's like the format. And we do that for 10 individual sessions and nine group sessions. So it's going from February 7th to April, like the week of April 15th. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's about it. I mean, I'm registering people right now and, you know, in the process of signing up new clients. So then you like, all of a sudden you have like a new awesome person in your life. And that's really nice. I really like that. Um, and, but I have some spaces still. So basically it's just about getting in touch with me if, if you're interested. And you can follow, uh, Sarah on Instagram at the mix uh, no not the mix it's just at it's mixed. just mixed bloom it's just mixed bloom room yeah and um i'm on the instagram and i'm on facebook but instagram is my preferred platform right um and then i have my website mixbloomroom.com and it, from all of those places you can book a quick video chat which is the best way to start is to mm. book a chat with me so we can meet and um catch a vibe talk a, yeah exactly talk, catch a vibe and talk about um you know possibilities yeah Yeah. well i really encourage for folks that are listening um listeners of the show to participate in it i i've I've participated in it Uh, i know of a few people that have listened to the show that participated in it so it's it's not coming out of nowhere (laughs) it's really not for me like it is actually something that i still think about pretty often and um and i'm just grateful that there are any of us out here trying to figure out how to service 
mixedness service, the mixed community in the town, the different talents that we have. And yeah. in your case, just on a personal level, the, the way the, the individual sessions, like to be able to talk to you, it was, it was always encouraging. It was always helpful. And it always made me walk away having to think. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it wasn't just like, oh, I got to go do this session and get this thing out. You know, like it was, right. it was really like, I had to chew on it afterwards um every time and so so i completely understood it when that that one person would text me i, I can't talk today because it's just like no i get it because like i get it because <laughs> you gotta think like you're writing notes you're like did i really think that or you'll say something that surprises you in the moment yeah. and yeah. it's not met with like well why did you say that you know it's really met with like okay let's explore where, where that came yeah. from and oh that's juicy yeah that kind of thing and you're just like oh no did I reveal something there were so many times when it was just like oh no what did I say and and then having to think about it and you weren't doing anything like that you were just creating a space that finally allowed yeah to, for letting that out. And well, once you start talking about something that you've never had the space to talk about, yeah, all sorts of synapses go off in your mind, you yeah. know, and like all these connections are made and there's yeah. just more space. It just yeah. becomes the space to do that. It's, it's but, a really healthy way of processing it, I think. And, um, and it's worth it. I, I think it's worth it. I don't care how old someone is. I like, I get those messages all the time where someone's like, well, you know, I, I can't really change. I'm 68. Well, I have 68 year olds emailing me like, how do I process something like that? Like, mm -hmm. because they didn't get to do it in their generation. Totally. They're trying to do it now. I'm Absolutely. processing differently than 20 year olds now. Does that mean I stop and what I, I'm, I'm doing? Still processing, you know? Yeah. I mean, constantly. It stop. It's, uh, it's lifelong. Yeah, so I'm, I'm and actually I just want to wanted to say one thing because one of the things that I really appreciate about my coaching <laughs> is... <laughs> I'm talking like celebrate. I'm serious. You you yes. Is that I will meet you where you are. So wherever you mm. are in your journey, I'm gonna meet you there. That That's doesn't mean true. we're not gonna get the work done. Yeah, right. I can vouch but for that. I definitely will meet you where you are. Um and I, I like coaching like that because yeah. it does leave a lot more room for like just to be yourself and not <clears throat> and, and to sort of settle into the journey rather yeah. than worry about what might happen. Yeah. 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 And just have like just have the experience because you the stuff you learn about yourself especially when you think you know yourself well, <laughs> like the, you know, the humbling of like, oh, wait, actually you have stuff to deal with is mm -hmm. I think a very valuable thing. Um, and, and for me, I'm always working on myself. And yeah, at some too. point I exhaust the tools that I have and it's important to participate in other things that will expose you to things um, and other tools of coping yeah. mechanisms, whatever it is, yeah. or just like literal ways of stopping and grounding yourself in the moment to experience it. And I yeah, feel like I there are a lot of tools like, like that. that in the course. Yeah. A lot of tools like that in the course. I, I I've created quite a few frameworks now since, since, oh, since. Um, you've taken it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. They're really beautiful. So. Yeah. yeah. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. And, <laughs> and oh, I, you. I always, 10 out of 10. I always do. Like I always talk about it and uh, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of things that you like, talk about a couple years later you know where you're just yeah. like oh I did this thing you should do this thing too um 
but I do. And it's, it's not just because of military mix. It's not, you know, just because you and I have remained in contact. I, I really, I personally do have, have gotten value out of your program and I want other people to be able to feel like that because, and again, this, uh, I don't think this sounds like a very humble statement, but I, it's, it's not intended this way for someone who is always doing mixed race work like me, I'm always talking to mixed race people with mixedness in the center of it. I'm recording all the time. I'm internet based conversations all the time. I'm always talking about this stuff. And I got checked through the program where it was like, Oh, you're talking about this all the time. And you're not talking about this all the time. You know, there, there were, there was always something for me to grow on something for me to develop something for me to pause and think about it was never not a useful day that's so great and so if it's helping someone who is in it all the time Mm -hmm. who thinks they're dealing with it all the time then it's absolutely going to help a person who thinks they're not dealing with it yeah you know it helps me too i mean i learned right Every time I, I, I do a course run, I, I learn so much, you know, and I end up doing my own self-examination and really coming out yeah. with um, more, more growth and more knowledge. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate okay. that. I'm really, I'm really happy to hear that, you know, your bloom room is still thriving. It is. It's still, it's still happening. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, the one you can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at militantly mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of militantly mixed, please go to patreoncom slash militantly mixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantly mixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.